I fear not the dark itself, but what may lurk within it. Welcome to Lurk, bringing you creepy, strange, and bone-chilling stories with your host, Jamie Jackson. Welcome to this week's episode. I hope everyone is ready for Halloween coming up in a few days. I don't think I need to say that it's one of my favorite times of the year. And in honor of the spooky season, I thought that I would cover what is said to be one of the most haunted locations in the world. We're once again heading to Europe, specifically Italy, and a small island in the Venetian Lagoon between Venice and Lido in northern Italy, called Povelia Island. Povelia has a very long and tragic history, which is shocking since it's such a tiny island. It can be compared in size to the Sheep's Meadow in Central Park in New York, or half of the Navy Pier in Chicago. The island first appears in historical record in 421, when people fled from Padua and Esti to escape the barbarian invasions. It was populated until the residents fled warfare in 1379, when Venice came under attack from the Genoan fleet. When the Black Plague made its way to Italy, Puvalia was used as a way to quarantine those who were sick. The Black Plague, or bubonic plague, is caused by bacteria that comes from the bite of an infected flea, from handling an infected animal, or from an infected person. It causes fever, chills, headache, and swollen, painful lymph nodes. When left untreated, patients develop fever, chills, extreme weakness, abdominal pain, shock, and possibly bleeding into the skin and other organs. Skin and other tissues may turn black and die, especially on the fingers, toes, and the nose. Then there is the pneumonic plague that can develop from inhaling infectious droplets or from untreated bubonic plague. Patients with this develop fever, headache, weakness, and a rapidly developing pneumonia with shortness of breath, chest pain, cough, and sometimes bloody or watery mucus. I hope nobody was eating, sorry. The pneumonia may cause respiratory failure and shock. Pneumonic plague is the most serious form of the disease and is the only form of plague that can be spread from person to person by the infectious droplets. You can treat the plague with antibiotics, but that was something that they didn't have back when the Black Death was raging through Italy. And it wasn't just Italy. In fact, the plague ravaged Europe as a whole for centuries. But when it hit Italy, they decided to use the islands in the Venetian Lagoon Povelia included, as quarantine areas. It was also used as a burial site, and boatloads of dead were brought there for disposal, along with the living who were infected. Being sent to the island was basically a death sentence. Many were taken kicking and screaming, knowing they were being taken to live out what was left of their life in a literal hell. Rocco Benedetti, who wrote about the situation in the 16th century, said, It looked like hell. The sick lay three or four to a bed. 
When plague victims died, they were thrown into mass graves. Workers collected the dead and threw them in the graves all day, without a break. Often the dying ones, and the ones too sick to move or talk, were taken for dead and thrown on the piled corpses. As Benedetti states, the dead were buried or burned, and sometimes even people who were still alive were buried or burned with the dead. It's said that the soil makeup on Povelia Island contains about 50% ash from the massive amounts of bodies burned on the island. Fishermen steer clear of fishing the waters around the island because erosion has caused some of the graves to wash into the water, and the fishermen end up bringing in human bones in their nets. When a skull or bone is accidentally caught in the net, the entire catch is thrown back because the fishermen would rather lose the entire catch than take a risk of bringing about bad luck, hauling in dead people. I'm not a fan of fish. I don't eat fish. But I sure as hell wouldn't eat a fish from a net with body parts, whether they're skeletonized or not. In fact, it's said that you can actually see the bones and skulls under the water's surface near the island. Experts estimate that about 160,000 people died on Povelia. The island remained an important quarantine site until 1814. Then, in 1922, someone had the brilliant idea to turn the existing buildings on the island into an asylum for the mentally ill. Because an island full of the bones and ashes of thousands upon thousands of plague victims seems like a safe place for people who might be suffering from hallucinations. Of course, no mental asylum housed on an island built of dead bodies would be complete without an evil doctor. The doctor in charge at the asylum was hell-bent on finding a cure for mental illness and he went about it by performing experiments on the patients. These experiments often included lobotomies, performed with all kinds of instruments, like hand drills, hammers, and chisels, that resulted in numerous deaths and irreparable damage. Just so we're clear, a a lobotomy has to do with altering the brain of a patient. They usually go in through the eye, I believe, to alter the lobe of the brain there. So basically he's using a hand drill, hammers, and chisels to go in and kill off part of the brain. This was all done without anesthesia. The doctor reportedly took patients up into the bell tower to perform experiments and would have the bell rung while he was doing it so that none of the other patients could hear the screams of those being tortured. Eventually, the mental hospital was shut down, and the facility was turned into a long-term care facility. If my children are listening to the podcast now, or if they ever happen to listen, please, please, don't choose a nursing home for me that was once on a plague quarantine island and or a mental hospital. Just don't do it. Eventually, everything was closed on the island in 1968, and the island itself was abandoned. In 2014, the government tried to auction off a 99-year lease for the island, hoping someone might redevelop it into a luxury hotel. Really, has no one in Italy seen a horror movie? No. No luxury hotel on the haunted island that was... uh, 
plague quarantine and then a mental hospital and then an old folks home. Don't do it. It really is not going to end well. Pavalia is still vacant today and is off limits, though people do manage to trespass and a couple of popular paranormal television shows have gained permission to film on the island. Because the island is so haunted, it's known as the Island of Ghosts. Though before the ghosts, there were rumors of another kind of paranormal being wandering the island. Vampires. Those working on the island burying the dead believe vampires were roaming the island looking for a drink. When new deaths happened and the bodies were being buried, it was noticed that the older corpses had blood around their mouths. Back then, they immediately went to vampires as the obvious explanation, so they placed large stones in the mouths of the dead. This was known to be a way to starve a vampire. But in reality, the blood around the mouths was only a normal part of decomposition. The ghosts, though, they're real, and they're plentiful. One visitor to the island said, It was really, really eerie. You could tell even the water taxi driver was scared, not just of the police, but of the place itself. He couldn't get away quick enough. The island is so full of dark, dark history. A hell of a lot of people died there, and you really get a sense of the horrors that took place there when you're walking around. One of the oldest ghosts on the island has been seen regularly for 400 years. This ghost is the spirit of a young girl, who most likely died of the plague. She's known as Little Maria. She's seen roaming the beach and crying in a heartbreaking way. There's an area on the island known as the Plague Fields, where many of those who died from the plague were buried in mass graves. Locals say that the wind still carries the ash from the bodies that were burned there. It also carries the sound of moans and screams of the dead and dying. Spirits of both men and women have been seen wandering the island. Many people claim you can hear moans, <laughs> cries, and even coughing of the plague victims who still roam there. Others report that you can smell sulfur and burning wood, ghostly remnants of the burn piles of corpses. It shouldn't come as a surprise that many of the patients who were in the asylum claimed they saw and heard ghosts. The patients said they were kept up at night by the screams of the tortured souls. These claims were brushed off as the rantings of crazy people. I, I can't even imagine what it must have been like to be trapped on an island with a sadistic doctor, possibly suffering mental illness, and also be haunted by dead plague victims, and then have your experiences discounted. The ghosts on the island aren't only plague victims. Those who died at the mental asylum also still roam the island. One in particular is Pietro, a man who had both his legs amputated and was confined to a wheelchair. He used to race his wheelchair through the halls of the hospital. Now people claim they can hear his wheelchair racing up and down the corridors. Another ghost named Frederico grins and laughs out loud all day long. The spirit of a young woman is seen walking the halls as well. She has a terrified expression on her face, and people say she is afraid of the doctor, who still performs his sick experiments. 
Speaking of the doctor and his experiments, you might remember I mentioned that he used the bell tower for some of his surgeries. Specifically, he would mask the screams of his patients by ringing the bell. Visitors to the island and those boating in the area near the island hear the bell and the bell tower ringing. Only, there isn't currently a bell in the tower to actually ring. Not to mention, who would be ringing it? There's also some mystery around the death of the crazy doctor. It's said that he went mad, possibly because of the terrible things he was doing to his patients, and he jumped from the top of the bell tower, though honestly no one knows for certain if he jumped or if he was pushed. Personally, I think it's likely one of his patients pushed him. Either way, he fell from the top of the bell tower and landed on the ground below. But he didn't die instantly. There was a nurse outside when the doctor fell. She saw he was still alive, and just as she began to make her way over to help him, she saw a strange black mist begin to form near the doctor's body. She watched as the mist enveloped the doctor, and seemed to almost choke him before dissipating. Once the mist disappeared, the doctor was dead. Another part of the legend says that patients bricked his body up in the bell tower, but I'm not sure I believe that part of the story. Either way, his spirit seems to be trapped on the island. He's seen walking around the grounds. One of the many stories of Povelia tells of a family that was considering building a lavish home on the island. They went there to visit the island to check it out, but ended up only spending one night before returning. They arrived on the mainland with their daughter bleeding profusely. Her face was ripped open and required 20 stitches to close it up. They never spoke about what happened. And I don't think I have to say it, they never went back or built a home there. And even though the island is supposed to be off-limits, many still sneak onto the island for some thrill-seeking. But they end up finding more than they bargained for. Two journalists visited the island, and while exploring, they took a photo of a table in the hospital. When they came back to the same room a few hours later, they found the table had been moved to the opposite side of the room, though they were the only ones on the island. During a paranormal event, a woman took some photos. She didn't really experience anything during her stay on the island, but when she returned home to look at the photos she had taken, she found one that seemed to show the figure of a priest wearing a rosary. There was a small group of people visiting the island looking for ghosts when something apparently went wrong. People sailing near the island heard screams and called for help. A fireman's boat rescued the group from the island, and they were visibly shaken and scared, though they never said what specifically happened to them. During another paranormal event, the group said they did not see any psychic or negative entities, but they felt a presence, and they were able to capture the sound of a girl screaming on their instruments. And speaking of psychic things, several psychics have gone to the island to investigate. They talk of a malignant force and the feeling of never wanting to return to the island. There are many other paranormal experiences on Povelia. People have seen a pair of huge eyes looking at them from just below the surface of the water. Others have seen faces looking out at them from the windows of the hospital. 
People claim they're being watched and even followed around the island during their entire visit. Some people have reported being scratched, pushed, slapped, and even choked by unseen hands, and still others say they are actually chased through the halls of the hospital. Doors in the hospital building open and close on their own, and as I mentioned in the one story, objects and furniture move around. Some visitors to the island say that when they stepped on the island, they immediately heard a voice tell them to leave. In fact, one group that was there investigating the old mental hospital reported a sense of heavy dread that seemed to envelop them like a thick blanket, and then they heard a deep voice say, Leave and do not return. Needless to say, they left immediately. So that's the sad and spooky tale of Povelia, the little island that is home to tens of thousands of plague victims and of tortured mental patients, all of whom still roam the island, trapped in their own personal hell forever. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can find Lurk wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or at lurkpodcast.com. On the website, you'll find episodes along with links to our social media accounts. We also have a YouTube channel if you prefer to listen that way. If you like our logo, be sure to check out our merch at lurkpodcastmerch.com. We have several different shirt and hoodie designs available. And until next time, keep lurking. Thank you.